0: That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me is Mr. Andrew TD King. Rob, how we doing, boss?
1: Fantastic, man. Uh, It's always nice to be able to jump in here and talk some underdog, uh, you know, wide receiver uh, ADPs. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think there's gonna be a good discussion about some of these mid to late round uh, wide receivers that are uh, going definitely too late.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and on the big board game, we got to stack up on wide receivers. So this section that we're going to be reviewing is definitely a, you know, actionable area. There's there, there's a lot of uh, these guys that you're going to be kind of diversifying, you know, if you're getting a lot of lineups in or, you know, you're really planning your flag to to make a big move. You know, if you're only doing, you know, a few drafts, how's the, uh, the offseason going so far? We're a couple of weeks removed from the Super Bowl. You got the itch yet? I mean, I know we've both done double digit drafts, but, you know. Are are you having to fill your cravings with the XFL?
1: Man, honestly, I really haven't watched too much of the XFL. I watched a little bit. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm just grinding in the uh, underdog streets, you know, just uh I, I got a little, you know, excitement when Eric Bieniemy was hired for Washington, you know, so that, you go. that filled a little bit of my uh my jones and for football right there. So I took a deep dive into Eric Bieniemy and watched all the videos of his press conference and everything. So, uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time to be a Commanders fan, you know, for, for what that's
0: worth at least. Yeah, for sure. Getting the offseason started off right. That's good. That's good. Um, also, like the hiring. Can't can't really hate on it. Although, I did see that Dan Snyder uh, looks like he's going to block uh, Mr. Jeff Bezos. He's yeah, not well, welcoming him a, a seat to the table.
1: Yeah, I'm actually okay with that. I, I don't really want okay. Jeff Bezos. I'm like on an island with that. I just think he doesn't really care about football. Um, it would just be another owner. now you know the caveat of that is he does have a shit ton of money that he can build a new stadium and do all that nice stuff but i I don't really want him to be the owner i don't want dan snyder either so i'm like stuck in the middle here i'm hoping that somebody comes in and you know i thought it was uh what's his name josh harris i think the owner of the 76ers is the one who Mm -hmm. put in the highest bid but a report today came in so that nobody came in over that six billion mark which is what dan snyder's sitting at so i was under the assumption that he placed a uh 6.25 billion you know, I guess bid uh, for the team, but uh, I guess that was incorrect from what I read. So we'll see Probably what I happens, have. but I don't really want Jeff Bezos to be fully honest. I just, I just don't think he's going to care enough.
0: Hmm. Well, he also might not just, you know, be a complete terrorist to the rest of the NFL <laughs> and to his, you know, his business, right? Like, you know, some other people, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from what I was reading. it Yeah. It sounds like Snyder may not be a uh, willing to sell a team, oh, especially he if... sounds like it. <laughs> yeah i won't take your money your money's no good here like $6 yeah he, he hates him because
1: bezos owns the washington post and they were right posting a lot of the shit that was happening with dan snyder with all the you know bad stuff that was going on in the organization right. so yeah he he really hates him so i'll be surprised if he caves and sells to bezos
0: on this episode of succession <laughs> that would be awesome oh that'd be that'd be dope as shit All right, let's, uh, before we dive into some, to our late round wide receiver targets, let's take a look at our top exposure wide receivers thus far. Uh, Why don't you roll through your first couple here? What do you, who you got?
1: Yeah. So for wide receivers, um, my top three right now are Deontay Johnson, Steph Mm -hmm. Diggs, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, You know, those are the guys that I definitely like making sure I try to leave drafts with. I think all of them have uh, upside at their ADP. Diggs is kind of probably towards the ceiling, but again, it's a great offense. So, so those are my top three
0: guys. So you're picking at the, the back end of drafts quite a bit then if you're getting a lot of digs. Usually,
1: I mean, out of the ones I've done, I'm usually somewhere in 7 to 10. Um, That's mm-hmm. predominantly – I would say at least 85% of my drafts I've ended up there.
0: Okay. I got okay. you. Yeah, for, for me, I'm my top guys, I know you're not going to like this one, but Michael Thomas, that ADP Ugh. is just – Yikes. I'm sorry. It's, it's just too kind, you know, and I feel like right now the way the market's playing out for receivers – He's going to have a home this year. I mean, would let me ask you this. Would you feel any better about taking him if uh, he went to Denver, you know, reunited with Sean Payton?
1: Hmm. I mean, I guess. For me, it's not so much the landing spot. It's Michael Thomas himself. I mean, Duke can't sure. get on the field. He's always hurt. And he just, again, he just doesn't seem like he truly cares to be mm-hmm. out there. If he would, right. he, I feel like he would have been, on the field at some point last year or even before, you know, it's just it, it's hard for me to get behind a guy that just doesn't seem like he wants to play football. So that's my, my problem is Michael Thomas. Now, I'm not a dummy. I do agree with you. I think the ADP is, is low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, I'm sure I'll end the year with maybe, you know, four to five percent exposure to him. But I mean, I, I really don't want to pick him if I don't have to. <laughs>
0: He is tied for my top guy, $70 out of uh, 150. You know, I have 15 drafts in, uh, 46% uh, ownership, so 7 out of 15. He's tied with Isaiah McKenzie. Um, Isaiah McKenzie in a little bit of a different situation. You know where he's going to be playing next year. Uh, But Michael Thomas, I've... Oh, really? You you think Isaiah McKenzie's on the move?
1: I I mean, I don't know. If they go grab somebody like Jacoby Myers, I, I heard a little rumor about him potentially going to Buffalo. If that happens... You know, they, they drafted Shakir last year, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they would have room to fit both of them on there. And because Shakir a rookie and mm-hmm. they drafted him, I think that they might want to lean his way a little bit. So I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I actually had this exact same conversation with a buddy the other night who was drafting with me, mm-hmm. and uh, he asked me about this. And I'm like, man, I, I'm not sure he's going to be there. I, I hope he is because I feel like that's probably the best spot for him. Um, But it it wouldn't surprise me if they move on from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still feel like with Gabe Davis and Shakir at their ages, they're still a little bit more of projects. I think that Gabe Davis played down away from his ADP that we were where we were targeting him last year, like he just had had a, a more down year. Isaiah McKenzie finished I think with one less total touchdown. Gabe Davis had 7, McKenzie had 6. And while McKenzie, you know, doesn't have like that you know that youth upside to him I still think that his experience in the league and he's coming off his best season uh statistically I feel like they would welcome him back with some of the uncertainty around Gabe Davis because I think if Gabe Davis had the season that we thought that he was going to have they wouldn't be shopping around for a Jacoby Myers because you know I I feel like we were all thinking he was going to take a step forward after the big you know four touchdown game a couple of years ago in the playoffs obviously that you know didn't really come to fruition He, he wasn't bad I think he had over 17 yards per reception last year, and not definitely nothing to you know kick your nose at or, or kick away. But um, yeah, I, I like Isaiah McKenzie at where he's going at his ADP. Michael Thomas is going at 127. Isaiah McKenzie's at 205. I do expect him to be back there. I feel like the Bills, if they're going to add somebody or make you know a sizable move, it's probably going to be at running back. Um I'm not sure if, you know, Devin Singletary might be on the move or if they just add another guy to that room. It feels like that's the position that they've been hungriest for, you know, thus far in the past two off-seasons. Yep. Uh my next guy was uh Van Jefferson and then Isaiah Hodgins, uh, A little bit lower, 60 and 50 dollars out of 150. Uh Van Jefferson again, really loved the ADP. He's over 200 as well. He's at 212. Uh, I've had a couple of drafts actually where I've been able to do some pretty solid stacking with him and Stafford, Higby, Cam Akers. That's a really good group where, you know, if you're a believer or buyer of the Rams offense, if you're an advocate that they're going to bounce back this year and put up big numbers, it's a very friendly situation to build up your stacks. Have you uh, done any drafts with them with Stafford leading the way?
1: I don't really have too much Stafford. To I think I drafted him once. Um, I've definitely mm-hmm. drafted some Van Jefferson. I've actually drafted some Allen Robinson too, just to take a, a sure. stab in the dark. I, I don't love Allen Robinson, but again, like that's a guy that we were drafting a lot higher last year. That's way down the board. So you never know what's going to happen with that. But um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of Stafford. And it's not because I've been shying away from him. Just normally mm-hmm. when I go to take a second quarterback, he's usually gone. Um, so I just haven't really you know been able to do that yet.
0: I was able to get him Cup. Higby and Jefferson stacked on one team.
1: Felt nice. pretty good about that.
0: Again, if they boom, that's 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 a great situation. Yeah. Um. And in best ball, I mean, that's just the way to play. Stack, diversify. You know, hundred percent. Especially if you're dgens like us. Next guy up, I did have Deontay Johnson. He was at fifty dollars, thirty three percent rostered.
1: Yep. Um. I'll just roll through the rest of my top ten. Uh, mm. It would be Josh Palmer, Sky Another. Moore uh, Marvin Mims, Elijah Moore, MVS, Jahan Dotson, and Mike Williams.
0: Where, where are you getting, uh, Marvin Mims at, at his ADP beyond?
1: Uh, yeah, it's usually at his ADP. Like uh, that's not a guy that I'm reaching for. I just usually, you know, he's one of my last wide receivers and, you know, as a mm-hmm. rookie down there, you never know. I've read some good stuff about him. So I, uh, there's just not a whole lot of guys down there that I truly like. So I right. just rather take a stab on the rookie and see what he has, as opposed to one of the veterans that I know where it's probably not going to mm-hmm. break out.
0: Yeah. He's going at about two twenty-five. It looks like, uh, yeah. So Jefferson he's like a, going. Yeah. Going he's definitely in the one of my
1: space, last
0: picks. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was another one that was interesting that you mentioned? Who was your last two?
1: Uh, it was Jahan Dotson and Mike Williams.
0: Yeah, Jahan Dotson. I I have um, a fair amount of. He's not in the top ten, but uh, I like Jahan Dotson a lot. I've gotten a few where I've stacked him with uh with just him and Terry. Not sure of the you know quarterback situation there. I'm not really ready to fully commit to Sam Howell yet. I think that I will be, and I'll probably have to pay the piper on that because I'll have to pay a more expensive ADP as well. But I've also had drafts where you know I know that again you're not going to like this because of you know strenuous strenuous recency bias. But Carson Wentz. I've got him with the, my last pick like four times, five times. Like, he's not being drafted. And at one point, he didn't actually even have an ADP on underdog. He just didn't have one. So, like, people were just, you know, just recently figuring it out. And now I think he's at like the 200-plus something where he's actually listed. People are starting to draft him. But, you know, you can really sit and wait on quarterback. And I just haven't had a situation where I'm just like, eh, I, I, I have to get Sam Howell.
1: Yeah, I mean – I, I get the the hesitancy, the hesitancy on mm-hmm. Sam Howell, but uh again, like if he's the guy, you're gonna see him shoot way up the board. I mean, now he has an actual offensive coordinator that is mm-hmm. good. Uh, you know, he played well in the one game that they did let him play last year against the Cowboys. So I just think that there's good upside for him, you know, down there and he's way down the board. And and again, like I I had this conversation with Sean and Kramer the other day on the best ball draft, but Mm -hmm. I I had I got into a pissing match with some dude on Twitter about Sam Howe versus Mac Jones. Like they're going very similarly. And he was trying to make the case about Mac Jones being much better pick down there. And, you know, his thought was Sam Howe may not even be the guy, which is true. You know that that could happen all signs are pointing towards Hal being the guy. I mean, that's what they told Eric Bieniemy when he took the job. Like, this is your guy. you got to, you know, do something with him. Mm-hmm. And I just – his his upside is much better. The weapons around him are much better. I mean, yeah. the, the scenario is much better. I mean, the play calling in New England is dog shit. So, I mean, I, I just – I don't see the upside for Mac Jones, you know, with, with what he has around him now. I mean, his best playmaker is a running back, Ramondre Stevenson. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again – Call me, you know, biased because I I am a commanders fan, but I just think how has much better upside at that ADP. And right now in drafts, that's what everyone should be going for is the upside with the ADP because the ADP is still wrong. It's not going to be the same come, you know, best ball mania time. So it's a good time to get some of those guys, including some of these wide receivers that we're going to talk about. I mean, they're only going to rise up boards. You need to start getting those guys that are going to rise up so you have a better value on them than what other people will.
0: I have more shares of Taylor Heineke than I do Mac Jones. Just, saying. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Like, I'm not a big buyer of the Patriots, which is kind of surprising because I, I was assuming going into this offseason I was going to be buying a lot of Ramondre Stevenson. He's actually a lot more expensive than I thought he would, than I thought he would have been actually. Um, so I haven't, I don't really know if I have many shares of him. I think a very few. So, to, so
1: you're taking ETN over Stevenson?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've okay. been taking ETN. i I've been a big. I'm buyer. on the other side of that. Okay, okay. I've been a big buyer of the Jaguars, and that's what I was just about to get to was to finish out my list. Um, My next guy up was, uh, was it Christian Kirk, was after DJ, who, again, super favorable ADP right now. He's at uh, 49, and he's going behind Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played football in two years. Uh, And then my next couple of guys here to kind of round out the list was uh, Chase Claypool, Homer Pick, I'm a Bears fan, uh, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DeAndre Hopkins. Some wild cards there. I'm assuming that Cooks is going to be on the move. Hopkins is going to be on the move. I'm hoping that those wild card plays uh, play out. Those are at um, 33%. So 50 out of 150 entered so far. Um, guys that I feel good about. But again, like you kind of see, need to see how the, the situations play out. Even with Claypool, like they're probably going to add a receiver. Juju Smith Schuster, is he coming back? Is he going somewhere else? Like I, those are guys that I just like with kind of like uncertain scenarios. But uh, to the kind of back to the Jacksonville. Versus uh, the Patriots. I like stacking with Jacksonville a lot. I've stacked up lineups with Lawrence, um, ETN, and um, uh, Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, all at their ADPs, not moving them up drastically. You know, obviously, you kind of need somebody to sit there a little bit, you know, i.e., you know, Calvin Ridley is actually prioritized over Kirk. I've seen differently in drafts. Like I've seen Calvin Ridley's name sit around for a little bit. I've seen people actually make the right move and draft Christian Kirk ahead of him. Um, so, you know, you need the right situation to play out. But that's another situation where. You know, you look at that division, it looks pretty barren other than the Jaguars right now. You know, you got the Colts looking for a, every one of those teams looking for a quarterback. What am I saying? The Colts, the Texans, uh, the Titans, they're all looking for QBs right now. The Jaguars, they're going to continue to improve on their defense, upgrade the offensive line. They already have really all the weapons that they need on offense ready to fly for next year. So that's a good situation. I, I, I'm very favorable to, to that team right now. Uh, stacking purposes, ADP purposes, etc.
1: Yep. Yeah, no. Uh just another guy that popped in my head, you know, you mentioned about guys that might be on the move. Uh Tyler Boyd is another guy that's going pretty late that yep. he could potentially be on the move, you know, the move as well and he could easily be a wide receiver 2 on a team. So that's mm-hmm. another guy I've been targeting. He he's just a little lower. I think he's let's see, so that's 10, 11. He's my 12th uh most exposed wide receiver, so. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our late round targets now, Uh, but before we do, I'm going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the sports gambling podcast network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets, build your own bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet a 100, get 100. This is limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Ah, uh, the SGPN merch store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That again, that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, hoodies. have accessories i mean there's so much shit in there honestly like my 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 new personal favorite stuff is the first half unders i know this is fantasy football but man who doesn't love betting on some first half unders for march madness so that that uh, shirt just dropped the other day uh they'll be adding additional colors as well so it's probably my my newest thing that i really like is is you know just all the new apparel that's coming out so you know make sure everyone goes over there hit that and uh you know let us know when you buy something you know we might be running some sort of contest around buying merch as well coming up so please let us know if you uh go over there and you hear it on the show
0: tell them that andrew and justin sent you we we want uh we want some merch credits i like the polos I, I, you know, i've been rocking the yeah. polos on the show they're, they're they're pretty decent you know i haven't necessarily tested them against the uh you know the golf course you know or anything like that but you know
1: <laughs> i i wear mine to the golf course a lot i have a red one in the exact same shirt you're wearing okay. right now uh, and if anybody's just listening you know head over to youtube.com's slash sgpn fantasy football check us out uh you know obviously you can see the shirt Bruni's wearing I, I i actually wear it to work and i had uh i work at a bank and i had a teller ask me about like that's not your initials like what does that stand for so i started telling her and lo and behold i uh i got us a new follower uh her, her boyfriend is a huge D-Gen, and uh, she's a like, great oh success God, yeah so she sent me his, his number and i started talking to him we actually went golfing with him the other day and we were talking a bunch of a bunch of sports and gambling stuff so uh you know just just creating new followers all over the place man
0: i love it i love it Getting it done on the links. That's where business is done. I like yes, it. Sir. I like it. All right. Let's get the board up here and start taking a look at some late round receivers. Where are we at? Where are we at? Nope. That's not it. There we go. Let's get uh can you see that all right? Do we need to zoom in some more?
1: Uh, I mean, if you zoom in a little bit, it's not going to hurt it.
0: I think it's going to help it. I think that's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's better. There you go.
0: All right. Here we go. So last week we, we left off on Mike Evans, so we're picking up at wide receiver 35. Uh, we're looking at Brandon Ayuk. What are your thoughts on his prospects uh, for this upcoming season?
1: Uh, where he's going, I would label him as Brandon Ayuk uh, because I just I don't personally like where he's going. I think he should be just a little bit further down. There's those couple mm-hmm. guys right there. I'd rather pick Pickens and Johnson over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his his situation is fine, right? Uh, depending on who the quarterback is, I, I just he's one of those guys that's not very consistent you don't really know what you're going to get from him he could have some boom weeks but he's definitely going to have some bust weeks as well especially with debo getting back healthy uh now they have christian McCaffrey which they didn't have you know obviously last year when we were all drafting uh mm-hmm. you know in the early uh you know months of best ball season so i i personally think he should be a little lower but again mm-hmm. this is the time to look at what it's labeled so he's currently labeled wide receiver 35 does he finish outside of wide receiver three contention for you? Do you think that that's a possibility that he's not a wide receiver three at the end of the year?
0: Um, No, I think that's a, I think that's decent, but I like, I think that's a decent comp like wide receiver three territory, but I'm with you. I like these other names here. I have just one share of Brandon Ayuk thus far. And again, that's more of a diversified play. Like, Oh, I've taken all of these guys. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he's coming up the list here taken him he's in my top 10 uh, i've taken a lot of mike evans jordan addison so it you know at, at this particular spot like i i'm with you i kind of want him a little bit later um and even some of the names ahead of him and just after him like Jan dotson we had just got done talking about uh jordan addison he's projected as, as a top two receiver right there with jackson smith and jigbo um brandon cooks he's high on my list i'd mentioned him before as well so you know, there's just some other guys around here that I'm actually waiting for You know, the rest of my draft to scoop up. And Brandon Ayuk, honestly, he's been right here. Like I've seen people move him up the board. I don't think that he's an overly attractive asset for this year, especially because we don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position with the 49ers. We've seen now that Purdy's um, surgery has been delayed. I'm not an advocate or buyer of Trey Lance. So if Trey Lance is the only guy that's there, I don't expect him to... Occupy an offense that's going to pass the ball a lot, you know, especially to other players that are not named Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, because those are guys that create yards after their catch. Right. George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk are more of like those possession type of targets in in, in my eyes. And I feel like those guys would have a lower stock with Lancet quarterback and call me crazy, but I I could see them even adding another quarterback if Purdy isn't ready, like a veteran, like, you know, like a, a Bridgewater Marcus Mariota would just terrorize you starting week one for the 49ers. I know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like some other veterans, uh, a, a Ryan Tannehill. You know, if if you know if he's willing to ride the bench and kind of risk it out this season, I see kind of similarities between a young Brock Purdy and a Ryan Tannehill. So I feel like he could. I, I feel like he he could be good enough to you know get the ball to CMC and you know complete a few passes downfield. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not mm-hmm. a sexy move, but I feel like. That might be a situation that develops with San Francisco if the, you know, dominoes don't fall in the right direction with them. If, if Lance isn't showing out, if Purdy isn't coming back in time, heck, Lance could get hurt again. And then what are they left with? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 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 not a, a huge buy situation for me. No. I've taken my stab. I've, I've, I've got my one share. I'm good. I'll yeah, have I'll to go pull up Michael Thomas what's
1: that I said that's how I feel about Michael Thomas I got my one share
0: I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm all right now (laughs) man I mean the Michael Thomas stuff I was seeing Denver Broncos landing spots I was seeing Kansas City landing spots some crazy guy was talking about the Patriots that's just not gonna happen that dude's nuts um but yeah I was I was uh I was deep diving a little bit there and I was like "Eh, I really don't like what I'm I really like what I'm hearing I don't mind what I'm hearing is what I should say uh next guy up we have is uh George Pickens I don't mind taking George Pickens again uh, out of like the diversification territory, but I'm taking DJ here all day. Like if if you're asking me, you know, to plant my flag on why and either camp, I'm going DJ all the way.
1: Yep, fully agree. Uh I think it's again, you know, he what he did last year with I think it was 147 targets, no touchdowns, that's the most ever uh, you know, targets to a wide receiver with no touchdowns. You know, again, I, I feel like he's gonna be the Miles Sanders of this year, where you know, he had a down last year, no touchdowns, comes back this year. I'm not saying he's gonna get double digit touchdowns like Miles Sanders did, but I I I mean, I of of the assumption that he's gonna get at least probably six or seven. So that'll really help, you know. And again, like he's I, I just can't see him finishing as wide receiver 38, which is what he's going right now in ADP. So I I mean I expect him to be a wide receiver two, probably somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this pick. This is a smash pick for me right here. I would take Johnson over any of the guys showing currently. And I and again, I'm on your side. I like Johnson over George Pickens. But I do see the value in Pickens as well. I mean, I, I like Pickens as a guy that, you know, he he, he makes these circus catches. He's pretty mm-hmm. consistent. The offense isn't bad. You know, he's obviously has some sort of rapport with Pickett. And, uh, you know, again, like the the team just usually performs pretty well for Mike Tomlin. So I I think Pickens is a fine pick. But again, I, I would much rather have Deontay Johnson over Pickens as well.
0: Pickens is a fine pick. Yep. Yeah. But we're both going DJ. I don't mind Jordan Addison here. Uh, He's going to Jordan Addison is going to move up the board after he gets drafted, Uh, especially if he gets a friendly landing spot. He's definitely going to be going higher than ADP 73. Um, So right here, I don't I don't hate that. But again, the proven talent that you've got, not a uh, Deontay Johnson, not a DJ, like it's very, very hard for me to turn him down. And he is also a name that gets moved up the boards in a lot of drafts. Like I have seen, again, some sharp you know, badge owners you know move him up the board for hey, sure. don't,
1: don't don't disrespect the badge bros i
0: wasn't di- i was trying to show <laughs> love what do you mean i was saying they're sharp they're pulling them up the board they're taking them around earlier than they should appropriate moves you know yeah right after him we have Traylon burks not in on Traylon burks at all zero shares you got any Yeah, ha- got any
1: I sure don't. I would like to see who the wide or who the quarterback's going to be before I start going balls deep and trailing Burks. I I do think it's a a fine pick. Again, he's wide receiver thirty nine. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a fair value for him. I just you know again if and and again we should probably bring this up if Derrick Henry gets moved, that's going to open up the playbook Dude. a little bit because they're not going to be able Dude. to just smash and dash with with Derrick Henry right. So if he's not on the team, I will definitely like Traylon Burks a lot more uh, you know than I do currently. Um, I just, I want to wait on him. He's not somebody that's going to go screaming up the board. So I feel like I'm not going to like really lose value on not taking him now. So I'm, I'm fine with where he's going and I'm not going to argue with anybody if they want to take him there. But again, I think, you know, some of these other guys just have some more upside around him.
0: So Derek Henry's getting traded.
1: I mean, you, you never know that there's been some talk about it. You know, I've, like,
0: I, I'm seeing that now, as soon as you yeah, said that, I was just like, holy balls that's happening. Von Miller says that he's trying to recruit him. Uh, we're yeah, oh, man, here. if he
1: goes to the Bills, Dude, oh, get out of boy. town,
0: get out of town.
1: <laughs> the Yeti will be home, man. Talk, talk about a place that gets a shit ton of snow, right? The Yeti can just run all over the place then.
0: Oh, my God, that would be <laughs> insane. I mean, Traylon Burks definitely, you know, should go up the board with Robert Woods being released. Like he's the most talented, talented wide receiver that they have. We had, just have no idea what's going to happen with the quarterback position if they're going to add somebody else they make some crazy move like that where they give up on, you know, one of the best running backs in the league. Like, my goodness, that would be insane. Um, yeah. Way too much volatility in that situation as we just detailed with all, all of those things. Yep. Um, after him, we have Gabe Davis and Quentin Johnson. Who would you prefer here? Like the the uncertainty of Quentin Johnson, who I would say is like a top three uh, prospect at the wide receiver position or, you know, going with old friendly Gabe Davis, Bill's offense, is not going anywhere. What do you think?
1: yeah yeah this one's tough here because again like you said the uncertainty with johnson is that you don't know where he's going you don't know the the scheme you don't know the quarterback all that mm-hmm. but again he's probably a guy that if he does find a friendly landing spot is going to rise up the board gabe davis i don't really see him rising up the board too much some Um, And again, you know, it depends on what Buffalo does. If they bring in a really good running back, that could potentially hurt him. Mm -hmm. If they go sign somebody else, that could potentially hurt him. If they really don't do anything, though, and especially at wide receiver you know, position, I think that he will move up a little bit and I'll be more interested in him. I guess if I had to pick, I'd probably want to take Johnston. um, But I I don't I haven't really drafted too much of either of these guys, because, again, Mm -hmm. like the next guy we're going to the next two guys we're going to talk about, I have drafted uh, more of. Uh, in uh, Bateman and Dotson.
0: Yeah, I've only uh, I've only taken one share of each of those guys actually. So I have I have one share of Davis and one share of uh, Quentin Johnson. And the one share that I do have of Gabe Davis, I also stacked him with Allen and Diggs.
1: That yeah, and and that's something else that we should hit on as well for everybody is that you know look at your stacks right. If you have Allen, the the tiebreaker is Gabe Davis here, right? If you're looking right. at these guys, and you're like, man, what am I going to do? And especially if he's like your third wide receiver you know that that's a good spot to be in you know Gabe mm-hmm. Davis your third wide receiver stacked with Allen so make sure you're paying attention to your stacks who, you're, who your quarterback is or if you're planning for the future and you're looking at you know Bateman or Dotson you're like all right like I got these guys if you don't really have any other stacks make sure you go and target their quarterbacks obviously by this time Lamar Jackson's probably gone off the board uh, right. if Lamar Jackson is still in Baltimore but again Sam Howe you can wait forever and pair him with Jahan Dotson it's just it's a no brainer a lot of
0: quarterbacks though that you can wait on like to like all up until the last round like i've seen dan jones go even in the last round at times which is crazy to me given his adp Mm -hmm. uh but i mean every draft is different because everyone comes in and you'll get some drafts where you have just every team is doing a crazy build and it's awesome because then there's like value everywhere but then there's also some drafts where it's just like holy hell like it's round 15 and there's no one left like everyone has this draft figured out you know like that's those are the tough ones but when you're sitting there in like round 17 and 18 and you're still getting like you know top guys on their team like top two target guys on your team you're just like wow this is you know this is intense so yep. uh let's see next guy up we have is, well uh, we'll go with these next three Rashad Bateman, Jayon Dotson, Cortland Sutton uh, who's your top guy out of these three?
1: It's Dotson. Again, I'm uh, I'm a homer, you know, I, but but I sure. saw I saw what he did last year. I mean, he missed mm-hmm. 5 games and still tied with Christian Watson for the most touchdowns by a rookie last year. I mean, the scheme's going to be even better this year with Eric Bieniemy. It definitely won't be worse. Uh mm-hmm. he's clearly a better talent than Curtis Samuel in my eyes, you know, for, from what I saw last year as a guy who's watched every single one of those games. He just he was better. Uh he's definitely has way better hands. He probably has the best hands on the team and that's no disrespect to Terry, but Dotson carries a football around with him everywhere he goes. Like this man is just dedicated to making it. sure he catches the ball. It. He's he's a dog. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's it's Dotson for me. Um, but again, like I've drafted a decent amount of Bateman as well. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I just Dotson man. He he the 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 ceiling case for him is double digit touchdowns again. Like they're they're gonna want to throw this ball.
0: He's been watching the program, and I respect that. <laughs> you ever seen that movie?
1: No, I haven't. Is it good? Uh,
0: I can't remember the the main characters. Is it, is it, I think it's Omar Epps. He's a running back <laughs> and okay. he uh, he keeps fumbling the ball. He's a freshman. It's a it's like a college football type of movie, you know, like they they show you all the dirty all the dirty stuff. Players taking steroids, cheating, you know, partying, you know, the excessive uh, recruiting process and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, the the young freshman he has problems hanging on to the ball, so coach tells him Tells the whole team, says, "Hey, uh, dude's going to carry the ball around everywhere. It is your job to knock it out of his arms uh, at any given point in time during the day." So, yeah, he's mm. just like he'll, he'll be like sitting there in like class and lecture. He's got like his ball right here, and someone like throws it on the floor, and then there's a pile up, you know, down by the professor. It's good stuff.
1: Nice, it's
0: good <laughs> stuff. Uh, I like Dotson here as well. I just don't really love Rashad Bateman or and Cortland Sutton. I have gotten some Cortland Sutton shares. I have zero shares of Rashad Bateman. It's still, again, just kind of the uncertainty of the Ravens right now. Does Lamar come back? Is there like a big shakeup, you know, schematically? I think Bateman's going to be there no matter what, but I feel there is a situation that could develop where his ADP falls. And if I do decide I want to target him, you know, that can be in the upcoming drafts, you know, still to come, right? Like I don't have to commit to him right now when I feel like the cost. Yeah. While it be appropriate, I still feel it's a little bit more risky. And kind of the same situation with Cortland Sutton. Like, I, I feel like we had, you know, much better um, feelings about him coming into the season. Obviously, with Russ there, there was a lot of the uh, Christian mingle connection going on. Both these two really love to get down on their knees and praise Jesus. Everybody was, you know, tying the knot there, making that connection. Uh, wasn't hating on it. I, I mean, I like me some Cortland Sutton. Would like him to bounce back. But again, he's not someone that I'm getting in bulk. I do have a, uh, some shares of him. Let me see Hi. what I have here. I, I, have, I have two report. entries, two two entries with him a little bit yeah. more than uh, some of the others.
1: I did also see a report that Jerry Judy could potentially be traded or moved. Uh, if that happens, Cortland Sutton will definitely shoot up the board unless That's they it. draft some sort of. Yeah, I again, like, is it true? I don't know. But I did see a report about that, you know, potentially uh, being moved. I, you know, again, if that happens, Sutton's going to shoot up the board. So it's a very That's good crazy. value for him.
0: Man, that would be nuts. Um, I really don't even know how I would uh, react to that situation. I mean, I feel like, you know, whoever the running back is for that team is going to be super important and going to be leveraged a ton. They hired Joe Lombardi and they have Sean Payton. Like, Jesus Christ, like Alan Kamara, Austin Eckler, heard of these guys, like, this is what these dudes do with running backs. Like just look at what Lombardi did with the, the chargers and what he was able to do with Eckler and then go back to both of their times in uh, new Orleans. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they were also together the year that, you know, Mark Ingram and uh, Kamara okay. had their, their, their big blow up years together where yep. they're both top 10 running backs. So, I mean, that offense one should be passing a lot and two, the running back should be feasting. So like, I, I don't believe that, either of those guys have had a team that other i think maybe that year with uh Ingram and Kamara was like their highest rushing year like like rushing yard total but just about every year that Lombardi's been with an offense that offense has been uh a top 15 in total points scored and total yardage passing passing yardage like it's going to be it's going to be a much different scenario this year i believe
1: yeah, definitely. You know, I'm interested to see what happens with Javante Williams. Um, I, I Obviously, I saw that I think he's not going to start the year. Um, right. It could be a decent amount, you know, a decent chunk of the year that he isn't playing either. So, it'd be you know, something to definitely keep your eye on.
0: Next couple guys we have up here, Kadarius Toney, Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Brandon Cooks uh Brandon Cooks is the guy that I've been getting the most out of this scenario as I've told you I'm not drafting a lot of Patriots i.e. Mac Jones it leaves me you know less motivated to take take Jacoby Myers who I I like I like Jacoby Myers in theory bad situation in my opinion yep don't love Kadarius Tony or Zay Flowers at this ADP uh Jalen Hyatt excuse me Jalen Hyatt is a couple of picks back I like him a little bit more than Zay Flowers haven't got any touches of or shares of him just yet what are your thoughts about this next group up here
1: yeah kadarius tony is the most interesting one to me only because of the offense he's in juju might be shipped out he obviously scored a touchdown in the super bowl mm-hmm. they acquired him during the season you know so he's going to have an off season to get a little more acquainted into the offense so he's the most interesting one it does feel a little bit yucky though because like again like we've been fooled by kadarius tony in this you know quote-unquote injury that he's had and it's it's a weird situation with him and, and his injury. So he's definitely the most interesting. The one that I've drafted the most and tend to to look towards is Brandon Cooks because I think he could be a guy that also ends up on Kansas City. I think yep. that that's a very good match for the offense. And um, I, I you know I obviously believe he's going to be moved somewhere. And it, the situation can't be any worse than what Houston was. Um, you know, and, and he wants out. So that's a guy I've been kind of targeting a little bit as well. You um, see these
0: Houston numbers from two years ago? Yeah. ninety for 134, one thirty four, a thousand receiving yards. That was just he's just one season removed from that. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like the texans, we were we were all higher than we should have been on them this season, but it was because of they had a productive finish to the prior the prior season. Like that's why you know we were drafting guys like Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks at higher than they should have been. Why Damian Pierce was so interesting. Obviously, Pierce had a great start to the season, but you know, he didn't finish very well, but neither did the team. And, and, you know, that's to be expected with the staff that they had, you know, put together on the field. So I'm interested to see what happens with Cooks. Again, he's um, you know, one of my top 10 guys uh we reviewed uh for exposure. So I have a lot of shares of him, very excited. And he just has that like positive wild card feeling. Like, yeah, he's gonna get moved, but you know what, even if he didn't get moved, like if they brought in uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young like even the situation then is better you know I've gotten a good amount of Nico Collins shares because of being so high on Cooks with the belief that he's going to move and then you have Collins coming in with you know one of these top prospect quarterbacks
1: yeah I mean I I agree with everything you just said there it's just the, the other guys there's uncertainty around Cooks and and obviously Cooks is a little uncertain himself but mm-hmm. I just feel like he he's already proven it and I, I feel like he wants to go to a contender and I Honestly, like if he goes to a contender, a lot of the contenders have good passing games, so he'll fit right in.
0: Yep, exactly. He is uh, uncertain, but it's viable uncertainty. That's for sure. Uh, Next couple guys we have up here, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Mooney, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Zay Jones. Who you got? Who you like?
1: Oh, man. If I knew Juju was going to stay on Kansas City, I would like Juju here. But mm-hmm. with the uncertainty of where he will be next year, I, I've kind of steered clear a little bit of him. I like okay. Darnell Mooney and DPJ uh, a lot more uh, than any of these other guys here. Zay Jones was a nice story, but I don't, I don't see that happening again. Especially Calvin Ridley's coming in. I mean, Evan Ingram, you know, could potentially be back as well. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really like Zay Jones here. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's DPJ and Darnell Mooney for me. I just feel like. Mooney's a good wide receiver that just unfortunately was not used a, as he should have been last year and then got hurt. DPJ was, you know, good for most of the year. But again, he had Jacoby or, um, Oh my God. Texas name. Who? Uh, The, the quarterback, not, (laughs) it wasn't Watson. Who the hell was there before Watson?
0: Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah.
1: Brissett. Thank you. Jesus. I, I, I kept saying Myers in my head. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he dealt with that and was still fine. Um, obviously, Deshaun Watson's probably going to be a lot better this year than he was last year, more antiquated into the offense, know the playbook a little better. So I think DPJ is going lower than he should be, uh, as well as Mooney. So those are the guys I'm targeting, you know, in this little uh, five man section here.
0: Uh, The player that I have the most shares of in this section is Juju Smith Schuster. He's got $50 of mine. I have one Zay Jones, one DPJ, and zero Darnell Mooney because I've been getting a lot more Chase Claypool. It's still best ball at the end of the day. And I like Claypool's big playability. He feels like a guy that could have, you know, like eight total touchdowns next season, and four of them could come in like two separate games. Like he could have like big blow up spots because of his uh, downfield usage, his big playability. And if they get another big name receiver in there, and it's just one guy, like Claypool, Mooney, and an A1 type of, you know, wide receiver could be a very dangerous combination, but I feel like because of that, it's not a pass-first type of offense, like, there's only going to be so many times that you really cash big on those guys, so that's why I'm reverting off of Mooney to Claypool at his ADP. Right now, I think Claypool may even be listed as the number one receiver on the depth chart, so when that, you know, Eventually, once they make a, at least a single move, that should knock everybody down to Mooney in the slot. You know, hopefully, you know another couple of or not not a couple, but at least one other guy on the outside, whether he have size or catchability or whatever. And then Claypool as just like that go to downfield threat. So I've been reverting to his ADP over Darnell Mooney. And Zay Jones, I'm in the same boat with you. I just have the one share, and that was one where I did, like, you know, the Jaguars, like, super stacking system. I had him. I had Kirk. I had Etienne and Ingram. So, like, again, if, if you're a buyer or advocate of their offense this offseason, I would definitely recommend a similar situation when buying Zay Jones. Like, if you're going to be in on everybody, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, let's hit a quick word. Let's pay some bills really quick. A very familiar name we'll, uh, we'll run through here, and we'll be uh, right back after this.
1: Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and the PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
0: All right, and we're back. So our next grouping here, we have rookie Josh Downs, Tyler Boyd, Elijah Moore, and Joshua Palmer. I have a very good idea of where your preference is here. And it's pretty similar to mine. I'm going to say Tyler Boyd and Josh Palmer.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as we've read off our, our top 10 exposure wide receivers, Moore and Josh Palmer were in there. Boyd is, is 12 for me. So all these guys, I mean, this is obviously you can see about the round that I really start to target some of these, uh, you know, some of these wide receivers. I like all three of them. You know, the cases for him again, Tyler Boyd is probably going to be moved. He could definitely be a wide receiver two on a team. He's currently the wide receiver three on the Bengals, you know, and he's performed very well. He's performed very well with Jamar Chase on the field and didn't perform as well when he was off the field, which is it makes no sense to me. But um, again, like I had this conversation with multiple people throughout the year of how well Boyd was doing when Chase was on the field. I think he was like a top 15 wide receiver while Chase was there. And then he was like uh, maybe, maybe like wide receiver, like 20, 24 when he wasn't, which is still fine, but it just it just didn't make any sense really. So I, I like Boyd a lot, especially if he goes somewhere that's a decent team that has a good passing game. Boyd is very underrated as a wide receiver. His route running is really good. So I like Boyd here. I mean, wide receiver fifty five off the board. I mean, I'll take that all day long. Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. This is more of maybe Aaron Rodgers goes there or they get a much better quarterback to pass the ball around Elijah Moore just fell out of favor last year for whatever reason. I mean, Garrett Wilson is obviously a better wide receiver, but mm-hmm. there's no reason that Elijah Moore shouldn't, you know, also do well in this offense, especially with Brees Hall coming back from injury. Like they're probably going to pass the ball more to start out the year mm-hmm. than they will run the ball. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of the case for more for me here. Last guy real quick. Oh, you're throwing the red flag, red flag throwing on the, the flag. challenge flag,
0: throwing the challenge flag. Nathaniel Hackett. He's it's a It's going to be a run first offense, in my opinion. I mean, unless they get Aaron Rodgers, um, then by all means, then by all means, like yeah, that'll that'll wind up being a good pick. But I don't know. I feel like it's at the end of the day, this is going to be a similar situation to like the Bears like a couple seasons ago when they were trying to get Russ Wilson. Like you go shopping for one thing, you'll wind up coming back with the discount liquor. You know what I mean? Like uh, I don't know. I feel like they could go shopping for a- a- for a Rod, come back with Jimmy G. And I don't think you're buying Elijah Moore with Jimmy G at QB.
1: No, that is. Yeah. So, so even
0: if like, 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 even if they went and got like Lamar Jackson, like, would you still think Elijah Moore's prospects are just as high? I feel like he would come down more in value.
1: With Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah. Well, again, a run first type of offense, a lot of Brees hall, a lot of Lamar Jackson. I'm a big advocate and buyer and pusher of Michael Carter. You got some, I got some to sell. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like those guys are going to be included a lot in this offense. If you look at Nathaniel Hackett's uh, track record, like it's been run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And RB2s just have been glorified in his offense. I mean, obviously you have the years where you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams connected to each other. But even in those offenses, the wide receiver one was the priority. Like the wide receiver two, a la uh, Elijah Moore, I don't know if he would fit in as well. What I do like Elijah about Elijah Moore is Corey Davis being a cap casualty and being done there. Um, I feel like that's going to open up things a little bit more for him. Uh, we could also see Braxton Barrios, uh, one of Zach Wilson's, you know, entourage, if you will, potentially uh, head out of there. He's a guy that steals touchdowns all the time out of that wide receiver group and just you know random scoring plays or big chunk plays. So I like the prospect as you know they're trimming off the fat but I don't know if I love the situation more than I love, you know, Boyd Palmer, Mike Thomas still here, at least in my opinion, obviously Elijah Moore has the youth upside, but I mean, even Josh Downs, it's, it's really closer to Josh Downs and Elijah Moore for me than anything, because you know, you get Josh Downs is going to move up the board for sure. Elijah Moore, I feel like is going to fall back at some point.
1: Yeah, he could. I mean, that's, that's definitely true. Um, I, I think that if Lamar Jackson would go there, um, I don't think it would be any worse than what his current ADP is right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the year he ran for a shit ton of yards, he still threw the ball pretty well. So Mm -hmm. both things can be true without one having to exist without the other. So I, I, I just think that, you know, again, it can't be much worse than what they had last year at quarterback. I think that he's going a little late Um, again. Like I, I don't necessarily like more, more than I do Boyd or Palmer. Right? right. I just I just have exposure to him because I think that he's a, a good wide receiver that's just going too late. Um, obviously, the you know, the Josh Palmer, the case for him is that Keenan Allen leaves the building. It's Mike Williams who can't stay healthy. And then it's Josh mm-hmm. Palmer and a you know, plethora of other guys. Wide receiver 57 for a man who could potentially be the two, if not facto one, if Mike Williams gets hurt. That's way, way, way too late, um, in my opinion. And again, he has a great quarterback, good, good offensive scheme. So it's just a guy that I think can definitely shoot up the board, you know, later on in the, uh, in the off season.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's fair because, like I said, if Corey Davis is gone, he it puts him right up to wide receiver two on the roster. Um, and for this area, like I again, I I don't hate it. What's this ADP here? One twenty-one. It's it's uh it's not bad, but again, I, it also feels like a situation that could get a little bit more favorable. Like I feel like we could get a, a little bit better ADP still at, uh, come a p- particular junction point of the offseason free agency, the draft, whatever. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Michael Thomas, my big favorite, Wandell Robinson, KJ Osborne, Keishawn Boutte, and alan Lazard. We've talked quite a bit about Michael Thomas already. I'm in on him. You're out. You're out on him. Let's talk about some of these other guys wandel robinson is interesting to me uh because i feel like he's way way too high um i've isaiah hodgins was my number two guy um or i'm sorry it was isaiah mckenzie hodgins still in the mix but um i'm favorable to to hodgins dare i say even darius slayton adp over uh man wandel at 59 that's a bit much he's at adp 129
1: Uh, yeah, we're going to differ here. Wandale's my 11th most uh, exposed uh, wide receiver. So what's up? Well, what he did last year, you know, when he was healthy was be awesome. Um, I mean, he didn't really, I think he only had one touchdown, but I mean, he he was good. Uh, they, they used him in the games that he played. Uh, he had 23, uh, receptions in the six games played. And I think one of those is the one he got hurt in 227 Mm -hmm. yards, uh, you know, 9.9 yards per route run. And again, one touchdown, he just, he seemed to be heavily involved in the offense when he was on the field. Now, obviously the caveat is he's a little dude. He got hurt. You know, that, that sucks that you're, you're going to have that, but in an offense that doesn't really have anybody spacing themselves out as the number one wide receiver in, you know, in New York, I, I just think that it's a good spot to take somebody that could potentially be the number one, if not the, definitely the number two on the team. Now, you know, you mentioned Isaiah Hodgins, and I really do like him as well. That's somebody else I have a lot of exposure on, and I think both of these can co—you know—both these guys can coexist and do well mm-hmm. in this offense. A lot of this, though, is hinging on Daniel Jones coming back. I mean, I do think Dan Jones is uh, a good quarterback for the system. Brian Daybald's awesome, awesome head coach. So I, it just—I can buy into what the Giants are trying to sell me as to what they can potentially do. And, um, you know, I just think Wandale can be a good gadget guy for this offense while still be able to take the top off and play the slot. He kind of can do it all. But again, you're you're taking risk here with a guy who's a little bit little and, uh, you know, can, can definitely get hurt. So I, I just I think he's a good guy to take here at wide receiver 59 off the board.
0: Who do you have more shares of, Robinson or Hodgins? Robinson. Is it- Hodgins Robinson. isn't far behind him, though. OK, I was going to say, because they're yeah, they're right here. I mean, Hodgins is right around the corner at wide receiver 63 and he had a much stronger finish to the season, scored a lot of touchdowns, um, pretty similar numbers as far as like the total catches uh, versus yardage goes. He is the number one guy listed right now. And I just think that we saw still more positives from him You know, down the stretch of the season. And he yeah. has a little bit more experience.
1: Wandale, uh, I have 20% drafted of of, uh, Wandale, and I Mm -hmm. have 18% drafted of Hodgins. So, again, they're they're very close. I like both of them. I I have no problem with either one of them.
0: Right there. And, again, very easy to stack. Daniel Jones is not a costly quarterback right now, and it feels like he is going to be coming back. They're either going to franchise tag him or get a team-friendly contract. Uh, Next guy up we have is K.J. Osborne. I haven't drafted a ton of him, but I do have some stacks where I have him. Jefferson, Hawkinson, and Kirk, Kirk Cousins might even have Cook on that team. I know I did one with Cousins, uh, Cook, Hawkinson, and no, uh, no Adam Thielen. No, sorry, Bud. No, nice. No, no, no. I'm no, fine I, with that. Remember, I don't. No, nah, like I know you're really <laughs> upset about it. I know you're upset about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't mean to burn your favorite jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, sure. I'm not super high on KJ Osborne, but I, I am I'm in the either. camp that you know he could surplant the feeling production that we've seen from recent years. Um, in dynasty leagues, I've been picking up Naylor, uh, the fourth wide receiver off of. Oh man, what, that's
1: a sweet name, <laughs> Naylor. <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it right there. Uh, I've been picking him up just because, again, like I feel like they could revert to some more youth uh, to their receivers. Obviously, they have Hawkins in there, and I feel like he's going to be the second top target behind um justin jefferson but at the same time i like grabbing some pieces of these guys taking some sh- shots on them again i don't ha- have them in in um in bulk in high volume but i'm willing to take a shot on uh, any anything to add on osborne
1: no um the, the thing i'm concerned about with osborne is that it's a good class for wide receivers uh mm-hmm. I, obviously adam thielen's on his way out the door probably kj osborne had his opportunity he's done well but he's not like He's not like an all popping wide receiver, right? He's not like you're like, oh my God, you know, good thing they got a KJ Osborne out there, right? right? Like, I feel like this could be a time for them to take one of these wide receivers that are in the draft, knowing that they, they probably need to do it and thinking ahead of Adam Thielen's probably on his last leg. KJ Osborne is eh. And TJ Hawkinson, again, like when he came in there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was second on the team in targets once he got there, you know, behind JJ. He
0: had some so, big weeks. He, had, yeah, some, he so, had some like big, like nine to 12 target weeks, yeah.
1: Yeah. So with all that in consideration, I mean, at best, KJ Osborne is like the fourth guy on on the depth chart to, to receive targets. That's mm-hmm. just not somebody that I want to draft here with other guys that I think could be the leader on their team in targets.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next guy we have up is Keishawn uh, Boutte. Any uh, any shares so far? Seems I I, like do not, I do not. But I
1: yeah, I don't have any of him. Um, but I would like to get some just so I can say I I got booty. But it's about all. <laughs>
0: But it's bootet. Oh boot, sorry. It's bootet. Yeah. That's fine. You can say you're eating bootet. No big That's deal.
1: Right. <laughs> That's right. It's always it's always booty ass, you know, or as season season, as they always say. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. Uh next up is Alan Lazard. Uh some uncertainty with him. Could be coming yes. back to the Packers, could sign elsewhere. I don't have any shares just yet.
1: I uh I think I have two shares of him uh that's just with i think he's going way too late if aaron Rodgers does come back to green bay and alan lazard is still there wide Mm -hmm. receiver 62 off the board that's like criminal for where he should be going if a rod does come back i was very high on alan lazard last year he kind of let me down a little bit he was missing you know yeah i just i don't know he was not inspiring i do like lazard though i think he's a good scenario um dobbs is probably not as good as him christian watson is Definitely better than him, so he mm-hmm. kind of fits right in the middle. You know, I, 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 it's not somebody I'm targeting, but if he's there long enough and I need a wide receiver as my five, six, seven on the team, he's somebody I will definitely take there. Um, you know, because he he could be in a good scenario if uh, Aaron Rodgers does come back.
0: Yeah, I have, I have no uh no dubs, Dobbs, whatever. I have no shares of him, no shares of Lazard. I do have some Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers stacks. I do have a few of those, but not many. Not not a situation I'm really buying into. Um, And I will also take Watson on his own because, you know, if no one else is there, could just be the guy could be a new wide receiver one in that uh, on that team. Uh, Next guy up, I'm not taking whatsoever. Michael Gallup have zero shares, not interested, feel like he's going to be a cap casualty, even if he goes somewhere, you know, with a good passing game. He didn't really show me enough this season. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Yep. Nope. Gallup sucks. He's on. He's on Dallas. Dallas sucks. You know, just well, he, correlation. He could there. be a cap
0: casualty though. He's like the fourth or fifth highest paid player, and the guy right behind him is taking a pay cut or restructuring his contract. And Zeke Elliott. So like, he makes a lot of money on this roster, given what he's produced. I just don't see how he's gonna be a cowboy.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, in all seriousness, like Gallup is a fine wide receiver. But I mean, as you're laying out, you know, he he could be a cap casualty. God knows where he goes. I would rather take all, actually, all four of these guys under him. I'd rather take over Gallup right now. Um, yep. you know, and that's I have. Moore, yeah. Hunter Renfro, <laughs> Sky Moore, and Alec Pierce. Like, it's just, he, he, there's just no reason to take him. Even if I have Dak and, and CD Lamb, like, I'd rather just go, you know, take other guys from the Cowboys outside of Gallup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm off
0: him. Give get your, uh, Kevonte Turban chairs in the last round. I like it. I like it. Oh uh, yeah Rondell Moore, Hunter Renfro, Sky Moore, even Alec Pierce like Alec Pierce is in a situation similar to Michael Pittman where you have that wild card type of vibe like do they go out and buy a quarterback? do they draft one with one of their with their top pick right so I, I feel like there's some some positive stuff that could move him up the board uh same thing with Renfro like I feel like he want, he want, might wind up being a cap casualty as well. he's making a fair amount of money uh per season. Uh, He had signed a a contract uh, before they had brought in Devontae Adams. So I feel like he, again, could also be on the move, hopefully, to a more uh, pass friendly offense. Rondell Moore, good situation. You know, you have uh, most likely DeAndre Hopkins leaving. Zach Ertz is hurt, leaving him. And Marquise Brown is just like the top two targets there. So, again, not someone I'm buying in bulk uh, because, again, you know, there's some uncertainty with the quarterback position when Kyler will return, but I like the talent. I like the talent, and combining that with this ADP, like I have very few arguments against Rondell Moore. Yep, he is the more I would more prefer to take over Elijah Moore.
1: What about with Sky Moore?
0: Still more than Sky Moore. Sky Moore, like like again, Kansas City, and we've talked about this. They feel like buyers; like they feel like they're going to continue to be a win now type of team. Sky Moore feels like, yeah, a great target to buy in dynasty, but for a best ball season, I feel like they are going to be buyers of. The wide receiver position, the running back position this offseason. Like, one signing, they'll probably still make two, but one signing, and he's gonna move down the pecking order quite a bit. Yep. By the way, Mike Thomas and Kelsey, they uh, linked up quite a few times apparently to discuss uh, that injury that Mike Thomas had with his ankle. And Mike Thomas also was uh, commenting on Twitter on some post about, was it Rick Burkhead, someone like in charge of like the medical staff for the Kansas City Chiefs? He was like, Yo, I talked to Kelsey about you guys. You're awesome from what I hear. Good work. It's getting in It's getting in early uh, Early familiarization with the trainers over there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, next guy up we have here is Odell Beckham. Boo. Boo. Yeah, not Hard touching. pass. I don't think. Let me see if I have any shares. I, don't, I might have one. Yeah. Hard pass. I've got one. I've got one. Who knows what will happen? That's all. That's, I just have to do that to defend the one uh, share that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm not that, ex- I'm not that excited about him. Um, I'll take him on a whim. You know, if I'm getting a little bit more, um, wide receiver needy in the back end of my drafts, if, you know, I had prioritized, you know, a lot of running backs early on, I might take a stab, you know, that, it might even be just a practical approach to, to drafting him as if you're just that needy, go ahead, you know, take a shot. But, uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, give an overwhelming, you know, um, cosign of, of his, um, uh, future for this season what are your thoughts
1: yep nope hard pass i won't draft any obj until he at least goes somewhere and i see the scenario um i don't want any part of him currently right now plus i mean do you think that he could get in any sort of trouble for the issue on the plane and all that jazz like is there any sort of repercussion coming because of that i mean dude just seems like a loose cannon i mean him and him and ab must hang out a whole lot because they're both fucking loose cannons that you can't trust
0: i think they do hang out a lot actually yeah well that makes sense yeah, Well, they all do. I mean, all these guys hang out with AB. I mean, you and I don't like Zeke Elliott, but Patrick Mahomes hang, hangs out with him. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, OBJ, yeah, again, not a big pusher of him. I I got my one share. I'll probably settle with that uh, until you get, again, like Andrew said, a clear idea of his, his situation. It's, you know, probably best to hold. Yeah. All right, we'll go through a couple more names here. Uh about the, the territory that we wanted to get to from 34 to 70 plus so we've got chase claypool curtis samuel mvs and dj shark and we'll leave it at there that brings us to wide receiver 74 uh, who do you like out of this group here
1: um personally i like curtis samuel and mvs the best here um I, i'm okay with claypool as well so i'll i'll talk on claypool and Chark first here real quick Chase, um, you know, uh, he has a world of potential with Chicago. They don't have a very good wide receiver core. So he can easily wiggle his way into doing well in this offense. Mm -hmm. If they keep Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields is going to be even better as a passer. They're going to have a better passing scheme this year. So I'm fine with Claypool where he's going. I think that's a good value. DJ Chark, I don't really want any part of because I think he's going to fall out of favor in Detroit. If he goes anywhere else, I don't really see him too many spots that that are fantasy relevant that he's going to make a huge impact on. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of steering away from Chark as well. Samuel and MVS though are guys I'm targeting. Curtis Samuel's on his last year of his deal with Washington. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has obviously shown us that he likes to to use some some little guys for some gimmicky shit. He did mm-hmm. it with Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony in in the Super Bowl. So I, I think that they could utilize Curtis Samuel a lot here this last year. Use him up before they let him go. Unless he has a you know monster year, then I guess he could resign with Washington as well. But I, I do think he's on his way out. So I, I do like him. Um, and again, wide receiver 72. I'm drafting a lot of Sam Howell, so it just makes sense mm-hmm. to pair him up with the stack. MBS, he's going pretty late for a guy who's on Kansas City. And he didn't really show up this year as I thought he would. They paid him a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. The, the dollars didn't really turn into fantasy points. Right. But again, we don't know what's going to go on with Juju. Kadarius Tony plays like 4% of the snaps every week. So he's like hardly ever on, on the damn field. Mm. Uh, I do like Sky a whole lot. So him and MBS are guys I'm targeting, but MBS is still going to be there. I mean, I don't really see them letting him go. He would definitely take a hit to the cap because they just paid him. Uh, so we'll see what's going on there. But I mean, again, at, at wide receiver 73 MBS seems like a value for the offense that he is on.
0: I don't have any MVS. He's the only one that I don't have in here and I believe he would save Kansas City about 7 to 8 million. So, I, I know Emerson and I have have uh, had this discussion before. I'm in the in the belief that he is going to be a cap casualty because when you look at the rest of the the landscape of the wide receiver position around the league, the guys that could be on the move, the free agents, I just don't think that that money is going to be better spent with MVS over any of those other guys. So, I am in the camp that he is Going to be a cap casualty. I'm not drafting him because of that. I'm going to sit and wait. The rest of these guys, I have Claypool five shares, DJ Chark at four, and Curtis Samuel at one. Curtis Samuel was involved with McLaurin and um, John Dotson stacks, which is again pretty easy to do if you break down where those guys are being drafted. And then DJ Chark again is one of those guys that I have as kind of more of a positive wild card. Because, I, again, I don't believe he's going to be coming back to, to Detroit. They have Jamison Williams. They have other guys behind those those top two in uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Williams, like uh, Khalif Raymond, like Josh Reynolds, that where we don't like those guys in fantasy, I think that the team likes them from a football perspective and a logistical perspective. So I feel like DJ Chark is going to be on his way out the door. Needs a good landing spot. That, that's That's all it is. I feel like he's a positive wild card. Chase, we've kind of already talked about him. He's going to be in the Bears offense that, you know, they scored quite a few points this year for being a a team that's picking first overall. Like they were really, really bad on defense, but they were great on offense. So if this uh, team continues to take a step forward offensively, he's going to be in a great situation. Even if he's playing, you know, second or third fiddle to, you know, Darnell Mooney and, you know, a free agency grab, you know, I, I think he's going to be in a good situation where, again, he's also just a good, best ball receiver he's going to have a couple of really big weeks that could pull vault you up the board. So, Um, and yeah, Curtis Samuel is just a stack stacking option for me. I'm not really targeting him again with a ton of volume because I feel like Carson Wentz and him had a good situation going last year. Like they had a really good connection and I felt like the games where Wentz played like Curtis Samuel was a thing and games that Curtis or games that Wentz didn't play Curtis Samuel wasn't a thing. So, I felt like that was a big proponent to his success was having favoritism from Carson Wentz, who's now no longer with the team. So I'll get him as a as a stack option to shore up myself from any potential injuries or, you know, big um, total offensive explosion weeks. But that's about it. Yep. All right, cool. You got anything to share before we uh, head out here?
1: No, but I uh, just want to thank everybody for uh, watching live on YouTube. If you are, uh, you know, make sure to smash the subscribe button and like the video. And so, you know, or so we know that you uh, want to, you know, continue to see our smiling faces on the YouTube.
0: What you have to smile about? I got another smile about. I got no smile about. <laughs> Ain't no football on.
1: Man, it's yeah. best ball season. That makes me happy.
0: That's true. We got Ben saying yo, yo. We're saying bye bye. What's ben. up, Ben? We're about to head out, dog that's all right you can rewatch the episode on youtube no big deal and then even after that you can go to spotify you can go to apple you can download the podcast and listen to it in your car while you work out while you look at yourself in the mirror and do your hair while it's you awesome.
1: draft best ball teams
0: you know i don't necessarily always recommend that but yeah you know it's it's definitely something you can do for sure definitely for sure Ah, okay okay definitely catch you in the in the rooms yeah yeah that that tends to happen i've seen a few familiar faces from our drafts as well definitely <laughs> definitely all right, cool. We're going to head out. Be sure to go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Smash the Fantasy tab. We've got all the good stuff for you, specifically best ball and dynasty content right now. The off season is alive and well. We've got all the good stuff for you, including uh, IDP, including auction. We've got all sorts of great content for you. Come ride with us at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you, y'all.